0: Welcome to Broken Shovel Podcast, home setting for a sustainable future. I am Lily, co-host and producer. I am joined by Eric. Hello. And Lucas.
1: Hi. So happy to be speaking to people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On Today's episode, we are talking about wildfires again, due to the recent catastrophe in Maui and the new fires in California, additionally, the fires that continued to rage in Canada and across the country. Um, Let's just dive right in.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to talk about here. There's a lot to
0: unpack, so... Yeah, so I'm just going to start with um, a couple of definitions to get us off and then started. Uh, so what is a wildfire? A wildfire, forest fire, brush fire, fire wild land fire, or rural fire is an unplanned, uncontrolled, and, uh, and unpredictable fire in an area of combustible vegetation.
1: Boy, a big big takeaway from that is, is unpredictable <laughs> yeah
0: that yeah. is i really emphasize that is it's unpredictable um and another term that we're going to be frequently using um is hectares uh most wildfires are and and all the data that we gather everything is in hectares um so hectares is a metric unit of square measurement one hector, hectare is equal to 2.47 acres Or about two point five football fields. Wow, that was a tough one. Football fields.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I converted all of my data to football fields.
0: I love that. That makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: And then, so the top three causes of wildfires: humans, lightning, slash natural, and undetermined. Uh, causes now human the human factor is from 85 to 87 percent of wildfires in the united states are caused by humans humans cause fire result from campfires and un- left unattended the burning of debris equipment use and malfunctions neglected discarded cigarettes
1: ne- negligently
0: uh, yeah no I wasn't actually wording that verbatim by the way so thanks for yeah. that. Um, I always I constantly forget that cigarettes exist. Acts <laughs> of arson. Um yeah. The forget like, baby
2: reveals gone baby reveals gone wrong.
1: Oh and my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So that
0: actually that, that is, is with, such with a
1: blight on humanity.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I mean that's uh you know just negligence. That's
1: Human, negligent negligent. Acts, yep. human
0: And that would probably fall in the undetermined kind of area of, of the causes. Um, uh, and then lightning and other natural um, occurrences. Um, and then the undetermined, from what I could gather, was weather and suppression activity, according to the National Agency. In, oh. In, interagency fire center, which was yeah. such a yeah. such a fun thirty-five page document to look at. <laughs> if you ever want to look at all of the causes of the United States fires, you can you can look at those documents. They publish them. So, that's, so that was super in fun. These,
1: in these human causes, um, so we're talking about campfires left unattended. Burning of trash or like yard debris, things like that. The equipment used malfunctions. I, I was so glad you included that little because um, our fire marshal in my town will actually tell us uh, not to mow at certain times. And when I say mow, I don't mean uh, you know pushing a lawnmower or riding or, you know a little lawn tractor around. I mean you know like my four foot wide brush cutter that I have um if no, that it, giant heavy. metal blade hits a rock yeah. uh that whole field if dry could go up oh
2: exactly. i got one better for you when i was down in living down in texas it was a common occurrence that if a car breaks down on the side of the road the exhaust pipe is so hot and the grass is so dry that that will start so they ask people to not pull off onto the grass cuz that starts wildfires <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow.
0: And then I think another human factor that we should bring into this, and it kind of will lead us into our first topic of discussion is um controlled burning for harvesting. And one of the places that used to do this very commonly, and it was Maui, they used to do control burn for the sugarcane plantations. Yes. Um, This is they're and they're burning rainforest and
2: very tropical, heavy or what is it, those those uh, mega mega fauna habitats that we're now mm -hmm. losing.
0: Yes. So and and I, I've I've, I've already lost. And I mean, I've been in Maui when they've been they were still doing these controlled burns um, because the sugar plantation was still open at the time. I think it has since been closed. Um, I think it closed pre-pandemic because a lot of nature activists were like, the burning is no, no, we can't do this anymore. Um, Which leads us into Maui and the absolute devastation that just occurred. Yeah. Yeah, The numbers
1: are getting really bad, uh, continuing to get bad. um, And, you know, we'll talk about it more at the end, but uh, some places to help out the folks in Hawaii will be included uh, in the episode description. And we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. But yeah, yeah so we don't know what started this still.
0: There is still no cause. Um, there are a lot of uh, hypotheses uh, mm-hmm. for what, what could have caused it. But I think we should get into why it was so rampant, why it just went off, you know, (laughs) what, what really put fuel to this flame and, and get into that because we know that we've been having a lot of dry conditions and, and, um, Eric or Lucas, if you want to.
2: Yeah. Well, it's great. You mentioned the sugar cane burning because That's, that's one of the main causes is we burned, they burned off all of this land, all the forest and whatnot, and it's been replaced by all the invasive grasses and whatnot that, uh, that are really bad because these grasses are, they grow really fast, they die quickly, but they don't rot quickly. So we just, they have fields and fields of tall, dry grass just hanging out.
1: Yeah. combine that with drought and overly dry conditions this year, uh, and that's that's a tinderbox right there. Um, yeah. and, and there's a serious lack of fire breaks uh, in Hawaii as well. It's it's these sprawling grasses, like you said, Eric. Um, yeah, but, and uh, it's you know.
2: one thing that's like I, I always bothers me about the U.S. fire management is we don't do enough controlled burning, and because it's one, something that the indigenous people used to do in the Midwest a lot is when the fields got dry, they would set controlled burns to burn off the fields.
1: Mitigation is, is, is very important uh, in, mm-hmm. you know, fire, uh, in dealing with increased wildfires. We, yeah, and I know it's California... harder and harder at mitigation.
2: Yeah, and Cal I know California is really guilty about just a hands off, we're not gonna do anything, we're gonna let the brush on the hills just go. We're not gonna we don't wanna clear the brush because then it'll then then it'll ruin the aesthetic.
1: Right. Yeah. Well yeah. And, and in the East Bay when I lived there, sorry, Loki, one sec. Um they would bring in goats, uh, which is perfectly reasonable, but you ca- goats can only do so much. Right. Uh you can't set them loose on an entire uh, regional park like Wildcat Canyon in the East Bay. It sprawls the entirety of the East Bay, so it's it's you know it's again uh, a tinderbox. Uh, yep. Lily, sorry.
0: No, no worries. Um, just to like, I don't. A lot of people probably don't know the climate of Maui because each island kind of has a different climate to them. Okay. Um, which is which is kind of a funny thing to think about because you think of Hawaii as is. One big island, you know, like, it's it's one tropical island. But, With a smoke monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it just... So, like, the big island where I used to live, it has uh, a couple different climates on the island there is the very rainy side and then there's the very very dry side and that's pretty similar to a lot of the other islands they're going to have a very dry side and they're going to have a very rainy side and Lahaina, where the fires happen is a particularly dry area so this is not the first time that they have had a a fire but this is the largest fire on record for them
1: well, and, and, you know, what – There's so there's several factors that made this such a large, fast-moving, and devastating fire. You know, the grasses that we're talking about, um, uh, non-native plants, the guinea grass. Is that the, is that the one that you're talking about, Eric? Is that the guinea grass? I can't
2: – I didn't – the article I saw didn't specify which grass was which one, just – but okay. I th- in yours you you put the list of all the different ones like the yeah the guinea right. grass buffalo grass buffalo buff yeah yep. okay. And we want to mention the uh the, the human the, the human factor of why this was as devastating for for human lives.
1: Yeah, um, well, just real quick, can we touch upon the wind from oh, Hurricane Dora? We really it's
2: should, Dora. Yeah.
1: Yes, this, this was, was again. A lining up of circumstances, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, because they were already burning before the before the hurricane passed.
1: Mm-hmm. But it was
2: very, it was mostly. or I don't know if it was contained or not before the hurricane passed. But then the hurricane passed, and they had was a sixty five mile an hour wind gusts.
0: Yeah, it was it was a crazy amount of super high wind that that pushed that that fire that was semi controlled at that mm-hmm. point. Um, uh, out of control, and it it made it like we said unpredictable and uncontrollable, and that is, mm-hmm. it and it was just major, and it it devastated that entire area.
1: Yep. Pictures, <laughs> the pictures are horrifying. Oh it is, um, and the videos
2: of them with the the, I, the cadaver dogs because that that's the only people that are allowed in there for the first for the past week. Like they just barely started letting residents back in. I want to say so Thursday toxic. or Friday yeah, yeah it well it's just so toxic. toxic It's not just toxic, it's that they they want to get the cadaver dogs and whatnot in there because the they're literally searching ashes and any disturbance will cause the bodies to crumble and then they lose yeah. that evidence
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. it's so just to put a number on it um, so they've found hundred and fourteen people. Uh, More than a thousand people remain missing. Uh, Nearly 3,000 homes and businesses were destroyed or damaged. Um, The loss is estimated to be about $6 billion. Just to put numbers in people's heads. Um, The really, I'm just going to, so I have a Hawaii number and something that really was just, it, it, Brought me to tears the other day. And because someone called me, and it was the person who had the number previously, they were asking for them. And they were just in t- tears being like, Are you okay? Are, are you? My wife just saw you and we're just, we're so happy that you're alive. And it was just, it just tore me apart. Because I was like, I know this is the wrong number. And like, I, I had to say something, I was like, I'm so sorry, this is the wrong number. And I'm, I'm, I hope everyone is okay. And it was just, it was gut-wrenching, because people are still missing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and we, I think we all saw that video of people spending hours in the ocean. Um, mm-hmm. These people could not, it, it is highly likely that they, there is a percentage of these people that did not die in the fire. But as a result of the fire, they drowned. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes.
2: there was was also parts of the bay that were also actually physically on fire because as other things burned it leaked diesel oil and gasoline into the water and then the water caught fire potentially causing
0: yeah yeah and i have a i have a friend who who went out on their boat to to do recoveries terrifying Um, so and and it's and it's devastating and it's so such a small area as it's, well.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. 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 And I, the most probably the disgusting part I, and in the reading on the research is the uh, real estate speculators that have started moving in.
1: <sighs> well, capitalism is a vicious machine. Uh, what uh, consumes people and sh- and and spits out money? Yep, yep.
2: <laughs> it's it's how Oprah got her two thousand acres on the island.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a whole other thing we could get into. We could get into them, and, and I'm I'm holding my tongue yeah. really hard on this episode because of that. Because I really just want to talk about. All of all of the yep. the wildfire events that that caused this is yeah. a climate change and, yeah. and I just In, but I do think we need to take a moment to just really be there and and feel for mm-hmm. these people and just don't go to the island right now. It's just really yeah. Selfish don't, go don't go there.
2: Don't go there unless nah. you're emer- emergency personnel. And you are going there to help. Help,
1: yeah. yeah help. Uh, there's a, also like a pretty severe lack of public awareness on on wildfires, specifically in um, uh, Hawaii. There's been like a real lack of funding for fire prevention, and a big part of fire prevention is uh, educating the the people. And mm-hmm. and this is where you know we have to take care of our people by educating our people and. You know, it, uh, it's
2: it's one of those they worried about the typhoons but forgot about the wildfires.
0: Yeah. yeah and it I makes think, them
1: harder
2: to respond.
0: Mm-hmm. And I and I think that we're gonna be seeing more of this and I think that's going to be a, a, a larger discussion that um Maui and other islands are gonna have to have going forward with this because they had a huge fire, I think, in two thousand eighteen maybe, that mm-hmm. actually wiped out a, a large portion of the same area and a lot of those people had just rebuilt their homes after that and so i think this is going to become a larger discussion in in the future and i think that yeah
2: and it's and it's not just going to be hawaii it's going to be canada the u.s everywhere it needs to as as these disasters continue to happen how can we keep recovering when the same areas are hit over and over again and no mitigation efforts are made and,
0: such. and especially with these factors that hurricanes are going to become more rampant which we'll mm-hmm. talk about in a later episode um and the the drier climates that we're seeing mm-hmm. and just all of these climate change factors that we've been talking about and and just bringing awareness and and what you can do to prevent all of these things
1: yeah, uh, you know. And speaking of North America, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: yeah. Uh, where do we want to start? The the bad or the or the not so bad
1: because
2: Canada's bad. The U.S. is not so bad, except for we want to exclude Maui from that. But the continental U.S. our I mean our wild season is they've said it just it's been mild in in the U.S. so far, and I've really in- put an asterisk on the so far.
0: Yeah, yes, and I yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Lucas.
2: Because yeah, the the north, but the, but I think in in that regard, the northwest is burning right now.
1: Yeah, and and the season is extended
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: as well, sort of unofficially. But I think what we're seeing a- around the world in, in and North America is that these seasons are no longer predictable. Yep. Um,
0: so I think we should talk about just the ever growing Canadian wildfires because yeah, they, that's how this, yeah. this, our whole wildfire series, I'm going to now call it, um, mm-hmm. is, has started. Um, so yeah, who's got the data?
2: I, I've got most of it's now, um, the it's, there's still fires burning in the East in Quebec and Ontario, um, But the really bad, bad fires now are out in the Western area, up in uh, like British Columbia declared a state of emergency today. Uh, They have about 30,000 households evacuated up in the Northwest Territories. Uh, I think that it's about the similar number in British Columbia. Uh, About 400 fires burning uh, with about 15 million hectares burned
1: wow so i i got data this morning a little different from that um as of the day of recording today august 20th i have 750 active wildfires uh 11 million hectares uh which is twenty-seven million five hundred thousand football fields
2: <laughs> thank <laughs> you of data because it's yeah we got probably two deep reasonable sources because i think i went to I can't remember which source I went to, but yeah, it, I just went um,
1: straight to the Associated Press website um, to
2: uh, so. a, a fire reporting tracking uh, group.
0: Ah. So, and I and I see I see that here you've you've written down Canada's typical wild uh, fire yes. season, which runs from May to October. Yep, and they have literally been on fire. For the majority of their wildfires, didn't
1: this these fires started in April? I believe
0: they did. They Um, did, but it's amazing how much
1: these just these just keep coming up on the show. These Canadian wildfires, uh, and not anywhere else. Uh, Okay, so actually,
0: is a really good point, and I think that the media has has kind of not really. I think there's just too much data sometimes and then they just kind of push that away but you found some interesting facts about that yeah the the, yeah yeah yeah. yeah,
1: the
2: the worst part about about it is that the uh, a a good a main source of news for unfortunately lucas's generation my generation the boomer generation uh is to go to
1: facebook and 31 percent of adults in the united states get their news from facebook yep
2: and (laughs) facebook or meta uh canada passed rules uh that requires uh self-reporting and paying fees for sources uh for news sites so meta has said well we don't want to pay that so we are blocking all news sources on canadian
0: facebook that's crazy i'm sorry that's insane
1: it's, sure. uh, so then, I, I used the word reckless. Yeah, uh, I think you know. that is a
0: great, great word and way to describe that. Reckless. Mm-hmm. Because it is reckless. Because those people who don't use any other news... Are, like, I don't own a TV. Yep. I, I mean, I like to Google stuff, and that's how yep. I... And I have alerts on my watch that are like, Time News, this, People Magazine, this, BuzzFeed. Like, I get all these major news sources popping Buzz up feed, on my watch. Buzzfeed, I know, no, I was I like, I, no, I don't like BuzzFeed. <laughs> 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 yes, so
2: Buzzfeed, I, I'm one of those, like, I'm the millennial not, that hates the...
0: Okay, BuzzFeed is not a reputable source. It, no, no, it is so.
1: not. No. Uh, and, and we talked about it on this show, and it's only just now starting to come to light, or at least came to light for me, that we talked about how these wildfires were still burning and yet no one is talking about them. And we are just like sort of baffled by the by the news cycle. And, you know, here's the disturbing part of that statistic of 31% of adults. How much of our me- major media outlets are watching what is trending on Facebook and just reporting on those things? What part of this like giant information algorithm is choking information out of all of it? what it's is sexy. accessible to us, you know, just because it isn't, you know, hot, sexy news. It's hot, smoky news.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's what's clickable, it, what gets views, what gets eyes on the page. And yeah, that's, it's all, that's, that's, what the American mainstream media, I hate to use that term, but it is what it is driven by. It is not driven by reporting things. It is driven by what gets clicks and what gets views.
0: Agreed. Right. So and that's, that's why. One, balloons. Uh, in, a, in a larger scale, that's why we don't see a lot of news on climate change anymore, because it yeah. doesn't get the clicks, it doesn't get the views, <clears> and, and it doesn't get that. But as a result of that, we have events like this, mm-hmm. which are yeah. a direct result of climate change and the changing environment. And so, like, ultimately, how do we get those clicks and views to, to really yeah. make this...
2: Um, I have I I think that the media shot themselves in the foot and are actively like sabotaging the views because every major weather event is extreme excessive uh, catastrophic like even the ones that aren't get these titles so people are desensitized they're like oh another catastrophic storm moving on. And it's like I think the media is desensitized. Another where place where the media has just completely desensitized the populace by constantly using these danger buzzwords, to where now it's just kind of like ah, we don't care. It's
0: kind of like well, fire the control.
1: disgusting part of how yeah, yeah, the disgusting part of how these things actually end up in the news and end up in the conversation is that people die. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, that is the only you know. Hawaii is already being replaced in my headlines you know because they're not finding those bodies and now mm-hmm. it's it's no longer interesting. Um, no it's
2: not interesting like everything this morning that i saw was hillary hillary hillary.
1: Right we've moved on to the next catastrophic uh, event. weather event yeah. you know and and it's going to hit, and it's hitting a major metropolitan areas uh, that make a lot of money for a lot of people. So um, mm-hmm. it's uh, yep. and we yeah. will That's have we will lots of that for next for next yeah. week. We will have lots on Hillary
2: yeah. and hurricanes.
1: Yes, okay. I think we're all going to be watching this this particular once once in a hundred years event mm-hmm. uh, very closely this week. Um
0: I yeah. I think
1: we, we started railing against capitalism there,
0: didn't we? We did a little bit. Um and let's let's kind of move, let's let's uh, broaden our scope for, for just a second and head over to um Europe and Asia and and what their wildfires look like.
1: Uh yeah, so I've got a lot of numbers on Europe. Um but first, just sort of a a list of countries in Europe that are uh, dealing with wildfires right now: Greece, Portugal, Spain, Italy, Algeria, Croatia, France. Still not done. Turkey, Romania, and Bulgaria. Yep. Um. So it's...
2: I I saw something this week on um on Greece. Uh, it was on on R slash uh, collapse, but it was a. A climatologist who goes into areas after a few years after devastating events and sees how the area has recovered and uh, so in what was it 2018 Greece was devastated by wildfires mm-hmm. and so she went in uh, a few years later and started asking people like how they recovered and uh, started asking like well what about climate change and Basically, got got run out of town for mentioning these wildfires and climate change because these people are in just such denial because they they want to put pin it on a person, not on the this this ongoing set of events that is causing these things to happen more and more often.
1: Yeah, and so far that we've got one hundred thousand hectares or two hundred and fifty thousand football fields, and twenty people have died in Greece. <laughs>
0: And that's just this year. This is data. That's from just this year. Yeah. August yep. 20th yep. of
2: 2023.
0: Yes. And you go through these be,
2: Yeah, Greece tends to They're be very years. conservative too. I, I Yes.
1: Yeah, I don't understand the denial when people are, you know, your neighbors are dying. But now in, in Portugal, 70,000 hectares uh, of land have burned, 60 people have died. In Spain, 50,000 hectares and 20 people have died, over 20 people. I don't have an exact number there. Italy, over 30,000 hectares and 10 people have died. And Algeria, over 20,000 with over 50 deaths. So that is just in Europe this year. Over 1 million hectares of land have uh, uh, burned and we're seeing a pretty high number of deaths.
2: Yeah, that is bad, and I I, I do want to want to kind of applaud our firefighters and our fire awareness because it seems like despite the amount of fires we get in the United States, uh, we do keep deaths to a minimum. I mean, in unfortunately in Oregon and I can't remember if it was Oregon or Washington, we have lost three firefighters so far this year. Yeah,
1: and there was um, some pretty devastating fires that burned through. Oregon uh, in recent mm-hmm. years, too. Yes. Yep. Yeah, um, um, yeah it, it, surprisingly, the United States is pretty on top of it. But, you know, the thing we need to consider here in, in education and things like that, you know, Hawaii isn't typical for these types of wildfires. No. Which means were... We could be seeing wildfires in places where it's not typical and exactly. there is no good system in
0: place. Yeah. And exactly. Is
1: like there to happen here in Vermont? Yeah, well, when they, that's yes. what it is. It could happen in Vermont,
2: but we were, like, I think we mentioned this on a pre, or I mentioned on a previous episode, um, our forest is called an abestos forest because it is just so resilient to having large fires break out.
1: Yeah. But that, that doesn't mean anything in the face of of this climate catastrophe that we're dealing with right now. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Wait. Yeah.
0: And I think that's what we're going to see. And we're going to see this become more frequent is, is places that normally wouldn't have had a wildfire, but because of these changes in, in everywhere, um, we're going to be seeing more (laughs) fires popping up like, like Maui.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, and, and that's the thing that, you know, that I'm not seeing in the, in, you know, for, for all the positive that you're talking about, Eric, I'm not seeing any forward thinking or preparedness happening in very dangerous areas. No, they're not. I mean, can you imagine yeah. a fire burning across the fields of Kansas? Oh, that'd be terrible. It would be but de-
0: that's the, devastating. It, yeah.
2: It, that that used to happen. Like the the indigenous people used to do that. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: But but in a controlled manner.
2: It, and, exactly. And, in a very controlled manner, they did it every every couple of years to keep the bad fires from happening and we're not doing a lot of that. We have, that's all just cropland with fire, with, with tree, with tree breaks in between to prevent uh, dust storms from picking up. Yeah.
0: Right. That but doesn't help. With no active,
1: <laughs> yeah. No active fire breaks. Uh, we, we know very well from all the different places we've all lived that a fire could jump a highway with mm-hmm. little to no effort. Um, and you know this,
0: you know we're kind of being
1: armchair experts here, but uh, it's I, I just I am so frightened of this happening. You know, watching you know people die. Uh, anyway, Asia, anyone? Asia. <laughs> Asia. <laughs> so the uh, the extensive wildfires in Asia is also widespread and devastating. According to the Global Forest Watch, as of today, August 20th, 2023, there have been over 100,000 wildfires in Asia this year, burning over 6 million hectares or 15 million football fields. Uh, the worst affected countries have been Indonesia, Siberia, and Turkey. Siberia, folks. Um in Indonesia, over four million hectares of land have burned, and over a hundred people have been killed. In Siberia, over one million hectares have burned, and over ten people have been killed. And in Turkey, five hundred thousand hectares uh, and over eighty people have died.
0: So just to put, Indonesia is a very hot and humid country. It's
2: islands. it's the yeah, it's the I most islandist that's I, 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 I a word islandist country in the world
0: yeah.
1: you mean as far as like isolation
2: no they have the most islands they have the most oh oh, what
1: is that called uh archipelago Archipelago. Archipelago. yeah
0: um so just a tropical wet climate having that extensive of a wildfire like that Mm. just Put that in perspective a little bit, you know, like over 4 million hectares of land in Indonesia, a tropical climate. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: And, and, you know, and uh, I hate to keep hitting this, but the number of deaths that we're looking at, I mean, in what was it? How many people in Indonesia? Over 100 100. people have been killed. How many people listening to this show right now? This is the first time you've heard about this. If this is the first time you've heard about over a hundred people dying because of fires in a foreign country, let me know. I want to know that this is your first time. There's no shame in that, but I wanna, I, I'd want i love to get a it's, metric on that. It's not
2: clickable and it's not news. It's not – unless people actively follow international menus, okay. it's not going to show up in their headlines.
1: What does Indonesia produce for the world, Lily? Can you look that up for us? Like, yeah. how how do we get people to pay attention to this? What product is going to disappear from uh, from the grocery store because Indonesia isn't producing it? You know, like it's got to be palm oil, probably. Unfortunately, uh, oil
0: unfortunately. and no. gas, minerals, crude palm oil, electrical appliances, and rubber products.
1: Yeah, rubber a- products. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so let's take Indonesia out of the marketplace for all of those. Has it hit the news yet?
0: No more peanut what do you think?
1: I'm growing my own peanuts this year. Thank you very much. It turns out we suddenly not, have the climate for cause, it. Yeah,
2: because, I mean, I'd say probably not because other, there are enough other, other countries to produce those same goods that can – Easily, I mean, there will be a market shift, but I don't I think, think it's going to be in the. It, it won't be heavy in the media. Right. Okay. We'll see it. We'll see it yeah. consumer wise because prices will spike all of a sudden because goods Correct. aren't coming out of there. But then it'll be like, oh, yep, Indonesia stopped exporting. Blah 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 blah. Prices went up. Movie and but but China is now now filling that gap. Duh. Right. That is the news okay. story, and it's done. Mm.
1: I, I unfortunately feel compelled to agree. Um, I would love to be a ray of sunshine and say no.
2: That
0: never happened. People would actually.
2: Although I will say, I I to to be my own devil's advocate. Then you on the counter of that, you look at Ukraine, where you don't expect them to be a major grain producer, but they are. They're one of the largest in the world, and Mm -hmm. that quickly like caused ripples across the entire market, uh, because of the war breaking out there. Yeah, and we're still yeah, we still aren't feeling the effect, the full effects of because, uh, this is probably the they've gone what uh, seventeen months now of fighting, so we've got mm-hmm. at least like two or three harvests that they haven't been able to, to make. And we know China yeah. is China, uh,
1: in the news lately, too, for economic reasons. But we, you know, when we talked about droughts and China is a wheat producer, this is, again, this is coming. We have not seen it yet. This is going to be hard. It's going to be harder to find a bag of flour than it was during the pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. You know, yep. Uh, real stuff is happening. Yep.
2: Yeah, I think that people are already seeing the uh, price increases on bre- on certain bread and bread related byproducts or grain related byproducts.
0: Well, and I think that is a really good point to why homesteading is so important and and why we encourage homesteading and sustainability and and being able to produce fruits and vegetables and um, products and well, so that's... that that leads us to what's happening on the homestead.
1: Okay, I'm gonna button my my uh, another rail against capitalism. I am yeah. sorry, we've We have
0: railed enough. <laughs> and, you know, we need we need some. Uh, how are your tomatoes?
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, you want to go first with that happy news, there, Eric. Yeah, I so
2: I I sent pictures to both Lucas and Lily this week of um, I've only fa- I found five so far, and I got them quick. I got those five quick, but I found uh five, and my breed is tobacco hornworms that show up Ugh. and eat my tomato plants. But mm-hmm. I found five. Um, I caught them all before they got got too big. Uh, I think the biggest one was about the size of the the first two segments of my pinky. Um, and these guys are ones that they get to five six inches long and the size of like a, a large man's index finger.
0: So that'd probably be like you the one you caught was like five centimeters or something like that.
2: Yeah tiny or tiny tiny tiny, tiny. tiny. Well, chicken, them.
0: <laughs> chicken yes for those them. not
2: imperial for they not imperial yes. Oh the chickens <laughs> loved them yes I did I gave them right to the chickens <laughs> they were very excited but I haven't found I luckily um other than the five that I'd found so far, I have not found any more, and I've been checking them twice a day because, as bad as my garden has done this year, my tomatoes are finally starting to like look better and to then start losing them after all the work I've done to the stupid have, caterpillars.
1: Have you found any like larvae or anything? Are those ones that like are underneath the leaf? Like a like they a potato do. bug or They're,
2: they they do I can't re- I've seen them but I, I I I know what they look like and I haven't seen any
0: well that's good um, that's that's positive that and you're catching them early enough to to not yeah that they, they, catch they
2: only take down like one branch at a branch before I catch them because yeah. I've gotten really good at noticing the damage they do and being able to track them very quickly down because I've just some of the monster tomato plants I've grown in the past, like I've lost like just entire segments to like one yeah. caterpillar.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. So I'm I've gotten good at
2: tracking them. Um, I got my first cuke out of the garden. Uh, nice. It was kind of ugly looking. So I gave it to the chickens. Uh, I got a lumpy <laughs> zoo. I, I got one lumpy zucchini. Uh, that's on my counter. I'm going to make a, bre- a bread out of that this evening. Probably. Nice. And yeah, that's uh that's the homestead. I got my, I did finally get my planter in and I'm going to get some stuff growing in that. But I realized that uh, my growing season is getting short or my growing light is getting shorter and shorter. I'm actually at less than less than 12 hours of direct sunlight at this point. Oh, wow. Wow. Got, I'm on i I'm on a Northern facing slope
1: yeah. and right. with the
2: trees around me is that, yeah, I've only got about it at the, at the the best spot in my garden, I probably got about 10 hours of direct sunlight.
1: Oh. Yeah, I know you've got <laughs>
2: constant direct sunlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, sorry, no. I, <laughs> the dog is dreaming. I, I was, oh. I was trying, to <laughs> <laughs> trying to echolocate the sound, source of the sound. Yeah, we're, we're still at like 14 or 14 and a half hours of daylight right now, um, which isn't great, because my tomatoes are still green, but um, and then I had a I think, was I talking to you about this, Eric? I had a whole bunch yeah, of tomatoes explode on me. You've only told me about your green beans. Oh, yeah. No, green beans. I got green beans coming out of my ears. Uh, I was canning all day yesterday, made deli beans and then uh, just canned regular uh, beans, which is funny uh, because I, Meg's in California and I was like, I'm just going to straight can green beans, which she always doesn't want to do. Um, but with these early predictions of a really, really bad winter, she she wants even even though it's not going to be the best green bean in the world, it'll still have nutritional value. Well, uh, it will. And I, I just wanted to comment on that.
2: You since you mentioned Meg being in California, what she mm-hmm. texted you when
1: she got there. Uh, that oh, was... God. Yes. Uh, so and she's a California girl. I, I should say this about Meg. She. You know, born and raised in the East Bay of California and Berkeley. Um, you know, she did spend some of her childhood in England. But uh, she, first thing she texted, well, she texted me two things. I only told you half. I'm going to tell you the whole thing now. Uh, one, she said, uh, you know, when she left the airport, she said that there was too many. She just said there's too many people here. Uh, you know and she's been living in vermont uh for a while now and uh and then she said but the air smells like tacos oh, wow. <laughs> it just,
0: that is my favorite thing uh, <laughs> uh yes <laughs>
1: yeah so uh yeah that was yeah she's very much she was very overwhelmed she's out at the beach now enjoying um uh, spending time with her family uh for the her, her parents wedding anniversary um, but uh, yeah. we'll uh, make a true Vermonter so... out of her yet. She's getting there. She's getting there, buddy. Um, yeah. What else is going on around here? I mean, today I'm just going to be weeding and fertilizing again. Uh, I'm kind of holding out hope that my tomatoes will ripen. Uh, I have been getting some cherry tomatoes um, and uh, I'm picking green beans like crazy broccoli. Interestingly enough, it's kind of starting to bolt, uh, which is surprising. Uh, but Again, it's, it's you know, it gets this, a little bit of sun and it's been nothing but clouds and everything else. It, it You know, the instinct of the plant is to yeah. flower. I want to uh, comment on how seed. the change
2: in weather from yesterday to today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yesterday,
2: yes. our high was like 60. It was overcast. It was drizzly. It was a blah, blah day. Today, mm-hmm. it is, it's a, a little hazy here. Uh, but it is blue sky and it's supposed to be a high of 82.
1: Yeah. Right now it's noon. It's 70 degrees here, full sun. And, uh, yeah, yesterday was disgusting. I barely got off the couch. I was so disgusting. What did I do yesterday? I did do something. I, I actually, I got, I I got motivated and
2: I, uh, well, I have, I've had this odd smell in my kitchen. That's um, not just the old <laughs> food in my fridge. Um, so I uh, did a really deep clean. I took all of my recycling uh, to the dump. Uh, I was very, I filled the back of my truck with recycling and took that to the dump. So I, I feel semi accomplished nice. and yeah, I don't want to, I don't, don't want to trim or mow right now. because um, all my, I, I want to call them, I think, it, I want to say it's honeysuckle, but I'm going to be wrong about that. My goldenrod, and I want to say this, this this plant that has little orange flowers, is in such big bloom that I'm actually seeing bumblebees around.
0: Oh, that's, that's cool. awesome. So
2: like, I don't want to do the weed eater to knock stuff down because it's like, no, I'm like I've actually got my pollinators around. I don't want to do anything to disturb them. Yeah, yeah wait as might. long as you can.
0: I was like, I think that is the best way to do that is just kind of leave it, let it.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna let my everything get shaggy, and I don't care. It's gonna be. Yeah. It doesn't look great, but the bees in the in the pol- other pollinators love it, so I'm gonna keep keep it.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I just drove six hours yesterday.
1: Hey. mm Carbon mm, footprint. Lily, Lily does enough for both of us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I do enough for everybody.
1: <laughs> uh. uh
0: if it makes everybody feel better, I usually always have two people. It's always a carpool situation.
1: Yeah. I'm just picking
0: on you. I'm always carpooling. Um, and I walk ninety percent of the the rest of the time.
2: <laughs> so um Yes, but you live somewhere where you can walk to get any get just about anything you fair. need.
0: That is fair. I can literally walk a hundred feet to Ben and Jerry's. So you know, it, it, giving me a take, You know, like yeah. um, no. So, uh, yeah, my my dad's garden that I was at yesterday uh is full of weeds, and so I was weeding for him yesterday and told him yesterday that his garden was full of weeds, and he went, ah, oh, god damn it, it's just all weeds, and he was so disappointed because he wanted his wildflowers to come in. But
1: um It's a tough year is, for that. It
0: mm-hmm. is a tough year, and I told him that. I said, you know what? You you it's just not your year for flowers. Um yeah, so that's me. Got my my
1: nasturtiums are doing really well. Gladiolas are doing really well, um calendula is doing really well. I had a few pansies. Um I ate those though. And yeah, um
2: my tiger lilies did well. My hydrangea looks great right now.
1: My sunflowers are coming in now.
2: My sunflowers, mine are not, mine are not everything in my, it's in my garden. It's not happening. Nothing, nothing, my, none of the flowers. That stupid three-foot marigold. Yeah.
1: Well, and I don't know if I told you this, but like Meg planted this very specific sort of sunflower area garden mm-hmm. and uh, where we were dumping lots of sod and rocks when we were expanding the garden i just threw a handful of seeds i got for free into that pile and those are our happiest sunflowers because it's basically that. they're in a giant compost heap yep uh, nice so <laughs> i'm just gonna let them go to seed over in that part of the field and and see if they spread uh
2: nice nice yeah, I've decided I'm going to be getting, as soon as I, t- after I get my, my fall till, I'm going to get uh, a few loads of good straight compost from Garden Supply and just nice. fill my gar- fill my garden up. Nice.
0: Very nice. Do we have any listener interactions for this week,
1: Lucas? Uh, we do have an email from a nice person named Jessica. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, Eric's sister. Uh, She said that she tends to binge episodes every couple of weeks. So she just caught up on the last three. Uh, She said Larry was awesome. She could have spent all day asking him questions about homesteading in urban areas. And it also made me wonder what they were doing before Piggly Wiggly was tricking customers into using carts, uh, which I think is something that I brought up. That's one of my favorite weird little factoids that Piggly Wiggly had to actually had to hire people to push carts around. Uh, so men would start using grocery carts. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but that's neither here. they there. So uh, Jessica, you'll probably be listening to this sometime towards the end of September based on that email. So uh, thank you. I hope you're picking lots of apples.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Oh,
1: uh, other than that, I, I, I don't, you know, I've been kind of taking a little break from TikTok the last couple of days. Um, and Let's see, I don't really have anything. Oh, looks like what was the fellow's name from Planter? Oh, Clifton. 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 Yeah. So Clifton, it looks like Clifton from Planter just posted a video about us uh, nice. and being on the show with you, Eric. So very nice. I'll have yeah, yeah I got look my later.
2: I got my Planter in the mail, which is kind of what made me realize how short my direct sunlight was. Was I was considering getting my Planter set up, and it's just like. I can't grow anything except for a shade plant in there right now. Mm-hmm. So unless I, so I'm like, I'm actually going to probably get some L, at some point getting some LEDs uh, to then to get that set up inside. Cause at this point, starting anything outside is not worth not the effort.
0: Happen. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you could succession. sow some lettuce right now, but that's
2: about it. That's about it. And I want to try, I, I wanted to, as, as much as Clifton likes doing the lettuce in those, I do want to try some, uh, other stuff in there.
0: Right. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Um, and as Lucas mentioned at the beginning of the show, we do have some, uh, Hawaii organizations that you can donate to, to help Maui. Um, the first one is, uh, Hawaii Community Foundation. Um, and the second one is Maui Food Bank. um. Also, if you know people personally, they have been posting quite a lot. At least I know a lot of people who who have been direct linking um, their personal Venmo to help out their families. Um, so, so just yeah, you know, yeah those just will both be
1: both of those links will be in the episode description. Yep. Um, don't then, donate to the Red Cross.
0: Yeah, no, the Red. Yeah, don't donate to the Red Cross. Please donate to. Hawaii-based
1: organizations. Yes, please. Is this your most political episode yet?
0: I think so. (laughs) Um,
1: I don't know. Is railing
2: against capitalism really all that political? It depends on who you're talking to, Eric. Okay, yes. (laughs) Um,
0: And then Lucas uh, was on an episode of Legs and Eggs, and that will be coming out on Thursday, August 24th. Um, Yeah, that was
1: that was interesting uh, talking to two people, uh, you know, that the the whole podcast is kind of based around being Generation X, uh, which is why we didn't invite either of you. But um, it was they live in Brooklyn. So it was really they were very (laughs) fascinated by the things that we do out here. Uh, And it was a good talk. Um, And uh, so look for legs and eggs. Uh, They they, uh, they do love their swear words. So uh,
0: <laughs> it is not just children, um, not for the and children, we'll, and that will also be linked in um, our description, I believe.
1: Uh, if I can get a link, yes. If not, yeah. it'll be in next week's.
0: Okay. Because uh, it's going to come
1: out after this episode comes out. Yes.
0: Um, and then on next our next week's episode is hurricanes, something we we only tipped the surface on today. Yes. Um. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's going to be an interesting episode. There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot to watch and learn over the course of this week. Um, yep. We, you know, I really hope that our data is as solid as possible. But when we're talking about a topic in real time, uh, that can get a little fuzzy. But uh, we definitely encourage people to come back and listen to that. Yes.
0: Great. And uh, thank you for listening today.
1: Bye, everybody. Like how we